Hey guys, Shane here. Just wanted to let you know that this week we're actually going to take a look back at some of our favorite clips from the beginning of the show. I'm actually out of town on vacation. My wife got me a big vacation for my 40th birthday, so I'm away, but instead of not putting out an episode, I figured we'd look back at some of the funniest clips that we've had for the beginning of the show. We're going to use the old intro. It's going to be a lot of fun, so check it out, and we'll be back next week with some brand new shit. This show contains four-letter words and adult situations, but what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. So there's a good possibility the FBI is listening to this, this uh, conversation right now. The FBI has never, we're not important enough. <laughs> I think it's going to be a constant on the show is I fucking hate Nicolas Cage. I want to get I fucking hate Nicolas Cage trending on Twitter. That's one of my goals. Go. Where were you on the night of the 25th? Uh, Where were you my, when you were funny? Um, what do you mean when I was funny? I've been fucking funny the whole time. I've been waiting on you to catch up. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. K.B. Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. What's up, guys? Welcome to Now That I'm Older. I'm your host, Shane Smith. And as always, you guys can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, facebook.com slash nowthatimolder, at imolderpc on Twitter, and imolderpc at gmail.com. Remember to hit me up with any comments you guys have. Let me know if the show is awesome, if it sucks, what's on your mind. Just hit me back and let me know. So recently, my son got his first job at a plant store. And this makes perfect sense because he's really into plants. He's actually in the horticulture club at school. He's just really into plants, loves the healthy living thing. So when he started applying for jobs, he was really excited about the possibility of working at this plant store that's about a mile away from our house. So we take him down there. We jump through tons and tons of hoops. He has to get some sort of an attendance record from school, plus a work permit, plus get something from the job for us to fill out. I mean, it was just... It almost seemed like we were applying for a government loan to get him this job. But lo and behold, we go up there, we get him the job. He's super excited, goes in for his first day and he's watering plants. He's helping customers. He's, you know, helping people with picking out the right flowers for the right situation. He's just really excited about this job. And of course, as it usually does, it got me reflecting on my first job. Now, I got my first job when I was 14. And when I was 14, we weren't really really well off we we kind of struggled here and there but at 14 i'm starting to think in my head this is the time for me to start making my moves towards being a man my moves towards being the man that i'm going to become and the man that i'm going to become is going to need his own money so in my head this was this was hope this was that moment of taking those steps towards being an actual man so i start looking around trying to decide on places where i want to work and lo and behold I find a blimpy down the road from my house. Now, if you don't know what a blimpy is, first off, you must be living under a rock, but blimpy is basically the poor cousin to Subway. Once Subway came along with their huge marketing budget, they blew blimpy out of the water. But anyway, I get a job at a blimpy and this 20 something year old guy hires me and he says, Hey man, since you're in school, you're going to work nights. I'm going to teach you how to close. I'm going to teach you how to make all the sandwiches. You're going to work the cash register. And I was so excited. I was on top of it. This was the moment I was going to have my own car soon. I was going to be taking girls out. This job was going to be the ticket to me being 
awesome. There was just no way around it. So I show up for my first day and the guy starts teaching me how to make sandwiches here and there. And, you know, this topping goes on this sandwich. This comes with that combo. He teaches me how to work the register. I learned how to make proper mop water and everything's going pretty well. Well, a couple weeks later, uh, the guy decides to dip while I'm in, we're in the middle of a shift. And he's like, hey, man, I got to run home for a few minutes. This is at about eight o'clock. Blimpy Coast closed at 10. He said, it usually doesn't really get too uh, busy around this time, so you should be fine. So, dude disappears, goes home. Well, roughly around 9.15, we get a mad rush. And when I say a mad rush, I mean like five cars around the block. But keep in mind, this is two weeks into me working at this job. I got no idea what the hell I'm doing. So, cars are pouring in. I've got sandwiches half made on the board. I've got the phone in my hand going, dude, you got to get the fuck down here. I am losing my mind. There's a shit ton of people. He's saying, oh, don't worry, man. I'll be there in about 30 minutes. And I'm thinking in my head, dude, fuck you. Once you get here, this rush is going to be over with. Long story short, I ended up getting through the rush, but I'm, I'm freaking out in my head going, this guy's not expecting me to run the store by myself or anything like that, is he? So everything's fine with this time. You know, we get through the rush. I get all the sandwiches made. A few customers pretty pissed off, that sort of thing. Move on past that. A couple weeks later, he says, hey, man, come here. I want to show you something. Now, of course, there were a couple of other employees that were there, but for some reason, I always only found myself working with a store manager. But he calls me over and he says, hey, man, I want you to learn how to run this machine. And I'm standing there staring at the machine that they cut meat with. Now, this machine is definitely the one that you see in all the butcher commercials where they put the huge hunk of ham or turkey or pastrami or whatever it is they're cutting. And there's the monstrous silver blade that looks like it's something out of a horror movie. And they just run the ham or the turkey over it and they slice off the thin slices. Now, that's fine. You, me, and every other adult that you know can work this machine and there be no problems. Again, I was fucking 14 years old. So he says, hey man, go ahead and run this machine. Everything will be fine. So I go home that night after I've learned how to cut meat and I'm really excited. I'm jacked up about this. And I tell my mom about it and she goes, what do you mean you were running the, meat, the machine to cut the meat? And the, the whole thought process to her was how the hell can you have a 14 year old kid running this machine? You're supposed to be at least 16 before you can even touch this machine, but they would prefer you to be 18 so that you don't cut off, I don't know, a finger. So it just really got me reflecting on the fact that when I was growing up, all I had to do is go get a work permit. I had to go, you know, go to the store, get a shirt, make sure I was there on time and pretty much I got paid. Now I got paid a pittance compared to my son. Back then I think I started out at $4 an hour and my son just got started out at $8.50, effectively twice what I was making when I was actually working at Blimpy. And the fact that the fact started sticking to my head that while I was cutting meat with the horror movie machine and I was running the entire store by myself, sometimes closing the entire store by myself and the owner just showing up enough in time to count the money and then leave he's helping people with plants he's watering plants he's living the dream he's hugely into horticulture me myself personally i've never pictured myself as a sandwich artist but that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes so that's the story this week guys we're gonna go ahead and jump into some clips now this was actually our maiden voyage at camelot studios now in the recording at some point you may hear me call it man pit studios i was listening back to the recordings and i thought that is really lame so we're gonna call it camelot studios that's the way uh excuse me, the basement studio is down here. And my buddy Kenny comes over and when we were setting up the mics, we were doing a couple of test recordings and he made a proclamation that I had to share with you guys. In fact, it's the reason for the title of the episode. Here it is. Check it out. We'll be right back. Okay. And we are recording. Test recording. Test recording. One, two, three. 
What are you doing, dude? That was my test recording chant. Your test recording chant? Yeah. Test recording, test recording. One, two, three. Let's do it together. (laughs) No, it's gay. (laughs) If you do it together, it's gay. You can't say gay like that, dude, unless you're talking about us being really happy doing it. So on the count of three. I don't want to be happy. Two. You don't want to be happy? Happy people aren't funny. That seems like a very anti-productive statement altogether. You don't want to be happy? Happy people are not funny or entertaining. Yeah. Some happy people are pretty funny. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, you're not funny. Dude, what the fuck is the problem here? You can't keep doing that. I'm the goddamn host of the show. I will fucking ban you for two weeks if you keep this shit up. You're a good host. You're just not funny. That's why I'm here. Oh, dude, you're not funny. I'm hilarious. You're fucking here for comic relief. Exactly, because I'm funny. Thank you. Yeah, everybody's (laughs) laughing at how not funny you are. I do my job. So Kenny definitely has some self-image issues, and he's working on a possible two-week ban from now that I'm older, but we'll get back to that later. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. We also talked about one of our favorite sports when we were growing up. And this is not a sport that you can find on ESPN. This is not a sport that you're going to find on any sports network that you can find. We actually made this one up from the very beginning. So here it is. We'll be right back. All right, so we're going to pick up a story real quick from when we were children. Uh, we actually uh, – Teenagers, I wouldn't say children. Well, in, in the eyes of the law, we weren't uh, – I had well, a driver's actually, license. Stephen, Stephen wasn't an adult. He was yet. a child. In the he eyes of the law. We were adults, technically. In the eyes of the law. We couldn't drink, but we could drive. Yeah, we definitely we could, could drive. And we still took- drank and drove. <laughs> just kidding. He was like 14 years old, so he's driving and drinking. He didn't do either, actually. Yeah, he's, he's just trying to look really cool for the. We podcast. didn't really. Yeah, do, I'm looking cool for the. Podcast. We did cart bashing, but cart bashing. What's uh? What's cart bashing, Kenny? Cart bashing. It was a sport. <laughs> a sport, like a sport, like football, like with spectators and shit. Or no, there was one spectator. That was the spotter. That was his job. Was oh, there was always a person in the back yeah. riding shotgun or riding in the back. Just fucking. It's a three-man sure. sport, kind of like bobsledding. The no, guy in the back really has no purpose other than to make sure to keep lookout for the cops. And if you don't <laughs> got a strong team, car bashing don't work. Yeah. Watch so, out. He's No, he's got several jobs. He's the lookout. He's also the grader. He gives the grade on the bash. So let's start back over and start at the very top. When we were, uh, me and Kenny were roughly in our 20s. I was 19. Uh, yeah, he was 19. I was 20. My little brother here, Stephen, was uh, roughly around 13, 14 years old. And we used to have this pastime where we would go out in Kenny's old Volvo, which is what we started in. It was a 1978 Volvo. It was practically an indestructible Holler. fucking car. Dude, we put that car through some tests. Oh, it yeah. the Holocaust. <laughs> it did not. It was not afraid of those Nazis at all. It definitely, I could see it not being afraid of the Nazis because it was not afraid of any pillar that we tried to crash. At one into. point, there was a cart we couldn't bash. We'll get to that later, but we just parked it up against a wall and ran into it at thirty-five miles an hour <laughs> With repeatedly the car. until the cart gave up. If the I cart gave up the ghost after the Target Volvo carts were the it. worst. Target carts, man. Because they're Fuck plastic. Man. So, like I said, we're going to start at the top. And <laughs> I, like uh, fucking up the environment. You can't so it. So, I used to have this apartment called D8. And we're definitely going to tell a lot of stories about D8 over the course of now that I'm older. But back at D8, basically everybody would come over to my house and tell me what was going on. So D8 well, was your parents' worst nightmare. D8 was the biggest flop house of anybody <laughs> that I'd ever met. Like, it's the, the place where everybody went to hang out and party and shit like that. Well... I get a call one night saying, Hey Shane, you need to come up you need to come out with us. We're gonna come pick you up real quick. And it was my brother Steven and it was Kenny. And I said, Where are we going? They said, We're going cart bashing. 
I said, what the fuck is car bashing? You have no idea. <laughs> they said, you have no fucking clue. So we all hop in the car, and uh, I think we headed to a Walmart. It was, or no, it, was a, it was almost always Kmart first. Kmart on Hurt Road, yeah. and uh, Austell Road was our favorite target, so we always started there. Yeah. So we get in the car. That was where the we elusive. on Kmart on Austell Road a lot, too. Yeah. That they was, had that loading dock. That's what I'm talking about. That one was off Hurt Road yeah. and Austell Road, yeah. and that was where the elusive C11 could happen. Yeah. We had a scale. C1 through C10. C10 being like an excellent bash. We only did that twice. Okay. Well, still the audience doesn't even know what we're talking about yet. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. So we get to the the grading scale. We actually get to the back of the store and I'm like, what are we doing? And my little brother reaches out and goes, Kenny, get that one. And we pull up and we grab a shopping cart and we see one of these pillars. These yellow pillars that stand up in the middle of the uh, backs of the stores, like where they want to make sure. Pillars, yeah, the safety pillars. Yeah, the concrete pillars where they want to make sure you don't back your fucking car into the building. So these pillars are standing there, and Kenny says, this one looks good. And Kenny proceeds to hit the gas and drive roughly around 80 or 90 miles an hour directly at yeah. the pillar with all full force of the car behind us. And Steven is holding the shopping cart hanging next out. to the car, hanging out of the window, his torso and legs, or excuse me, his legs are inside the car. His torso is out of it, holding the car. He's like, he's 14 years old, looking over at Kenny and going, keep it steady. And what's keep weird, steady. what's weird is that like 25 to 50 miles an hour, it gets real rough. Oh, yeah, but no. once you get over you 50, like lock your hand. But once you get over 50, it starts to kind of float. And you, you feel the whole car floating, and the shopping cart is no longer making the terrible noise because it's barely touching the ground. And at the very last minute, Stephen pushes the cart off, lets go of the cart. Kenny veers to the left, and we all yeah. immediately, including Kenny, the guy driving, turn our heads <laughs> to the right and look back and watch the shopping cart explode everywhere, dude. And it was the most fulfilling experience of my entire life up to sparks. that point. The cart like basically exploded when it hit the pillar. It was one of the, like, those feelings that when you saw and this it, was really, probably only a C3 at best. Exactly. This was like <laughs> one of the very maiden voyages. It's like a so, pitch tornado on the tornado scale. So as we would keep on going with the cart bashing, we there was start- a quest to do better bashes, <laughs> constantly became- bigger and better and more elaborate. We started taking out like air conditioner units. <laughs> and we would we would go into places where your car really didn't fit. So like after the bash, you'd have to like power there's slide. No fucking way he should have been able to drive his car in some of the situations. Yeah, like I had to fucking learn tank ass ball. Though. Like yeah. I learned how to drive really really good. Like we could power slide and put a full ninety degree turn and get it out of there. And still be going like 50 miles an hour coming out from behind the shopping center. You haven't lived until you've been in a Mustang because after the Volvo eventually yeah, gave us a ghost, we moved up to a Mustang that and actually had the manual. trunk. Mm-hmm. And it was a manual. So Kenny would and power slide. Pat Road up with, Kenny would power slide out of the backs of fucking alleyways after we would bash with the fucking cart. Like movie would, looking shit. Like seriously, like fish the back of the and shit like that. It was, it was like, some of the weirdest shit to think that you were doing because, you know, a couple months before this, we had no idea that we were going to be riding around on a Mustang at 90 miles an hour heading directly for a fucking air conditioning unit with cinder blocks inside of oh, a that fucking was, shopping you're, you're cart. You're jumping ahead. That was like one of the pinnacles. Sorry, sorry. That was the C, what was it, 12? No, that was just another C10. The C12 was if we had jumped the ramp. 
<laughs> that one that had the ramp. We had to go over the two dumpsters and then land on the air conditioners in the loading bay. You have to explain it as though they have no idea what you're talking about. All right, so we have one. This was a C-10. This is like the top of the scale. We had a friend of ours who went Senate to Georgia Ball? Tech. And he was an engineer. <laughs> he was like, if you guys really want to make some shit happen, we need to add some mass. So we were like, well, they have some cinder blocks over there in the gardening section. So Walmart donated some cinder blocks. We loaded them up. It was up. so generously yes. donated. We stacked them up. Blocks. Then we poured lighter fluid on them and lit it on fire. And we proceeded like to cart like bash. Viking and it was like a lot. Like CKY shit before CKY was like banging. I'm talking about this is like 1998 before, <laughs> before Johnny Knoxville even I'm thought about, about Jackass. This is 98, 99. Fireball cart. So we're rolling it, and like it's a lot harder to hold on to. But we get over there and we bash it, and when it hits, it was like a fucking bomb went off, dude. Yes, and we yeah. it was an explosion. Like we had an air conditioner unit, it blew up, the cart blew up, and like a fireball went everywhere. And it was we like, mainly from the kinetic energy from all those cinder blocks hitting instead of an empty cart. And it was like, and we went home. I think after that, we were like, we gotta go. They're gonna be looking for people. <laughs> yeah, we like blew a hole in the back of a Walmart. So we yeah. left. This was one of the, one of the bashes where I was obviously like at home doing something that was completely lame because they call me, they, they like, they go back over to, um, I think I went back over to uh, our other friend's house who had suggested we put the center blocks in it. And they'd gone over to his house and they call me and they're like, dude, you have no idea what the we fuck we We can't ever did. do that again. But we can't ever awesome. we can't ever replicate this. But we just did the most awesome thing fucking ever. Then, dude, after that, like six years later, maybe I tried to reenact that with some other people that obviously was not as skilled of a driver. Yeah, I, you have to drive really dude, good. And dude. seriously, <laughs> and like it was with someone that was decent, but they somebody else tried to hold the car. They hit a car, a Lexus. <laughs> we got the car. We yeah, we would never hit private property. That's important. Yeah, that's very important. They we never the hit private property. We only, only, only went after yeah. like corporations no, like Kmart, hard. Walmart, it was Target. Hard. Yeah, we only hit companies. We never would destroy somebody's car or their house. That was, you know, we're trying to hit people's shit. Yeah, that's Walmart can afford some carts, have an air conditioning unit. Fuck them. Yeah, so that was, uh, capitalist pigs. So that was car bashing. That was car and, bashing. Uh, that was that was basically our lives for about uh, probably two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we were like, we did that every night on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, Friday night would hit, and it was like, okay, Sometimes let's go fucking bash. Like Your mom uh, had an accident. I'll uh, take you to her. Uh oh. Look, Wild Bill. Who was that? Some stranger. He said Donnie's mom was hurt. I didn't know if I should go with him. Well, just don't do what a stranger says. Check it out with an adult you know. Remember, a stranger can mean danger. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! So somebody from um, out in Facebook or uh, Twitter world came to me and were like, I fucking hated Mad Max. Thank God somebody else said this. Who was it? It was a listener. Uh, from Britain, <laughs> who's actually follows me on Twitter. She's <laughs> like, I fucking hate it. So you Mad and, Max. So you and one limey fuck. <laughs> Don't like Mad Max. Congratulations. So seriously, this one listener who had like the gall to step out and say, hey, let me voice my opinion. Your first reaction is to say they're a limey fuck because they don't agree with you. What would you expect it to be? <laughs> Supportive and open? I mean, no. Fuck them. They're wrong. 
No, they're not wrong. There's a 3% that doesn't like this movie on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> because of a reason, okay? You and that limey Brit and, and maybe like somebody from like person. maybe somebody from like Chile. No, it's probably like that one dentist that doesn't agree. It's, that probably, this, uh, it's probably Mel Gibson. <laughs> it's horrible, isn't it? It's the one dentist who Nothing doesn't like agree that this is uh, sanctioned by the ADA. <coughs> four out of five dentists agree. It's that one guy who doesn't you agree. You know, 80% is not that great. I'd quit touting that four out of five dentist thing. That's, only like a, that's a B. That's an A, and that's a low B. So we got four out of five dentists. So, like, basically 80 out of every 100. Speaking of reviews, you need to uh, pick up your reviews on your studio. So, earlier today, we're sitting around (laughs) here in the studio, and Kenny looks at me and says, I'm giving you a one-star review. And I was like, where are you giving me a fucking review at in the first place? Kenny, go ahead and tell everybody what you did today. I made you a Facebook place location for uh, Camelot Recordings. Yeah, if you look at the Camelot Recordings uh, the the actual cover photo is uh, All Hill Megatron. <laughs> so, World domination. That's our candidate. We're pushing forward. So Kenny looks at me and says... Cobra Commander is oh. our VP candidate. <laughs> he was a backup actual presidential candidate, but we, we told decided him, to go with Megatron. We told him he didn't have the voice for the president's office. No, I could not listen to him do Ooh. interviews all the time. Boy, he, boy he could annoy the Senate, though. Oh, God. Yes. Jesus Christ, get him off stage. So you decided that you were going to give me a one-star review yep. because I wouldn't bring you wine from upstairs? Because you got snooty service here. This is not a fucking restaurant, Yeah, you Kenny. said that. That fixed my problem. It's still not a restaurant. Yeah, okay? It's still got one-star reviews. I didn't hand you out of wine. He, and as, he of right, and says, he as of right now, you're averaging a one-star review. Yeah, then he gets my brother to jump in and give me a one-star <laughs> review as well. I'm going to go on there. So everybody, go look up Camelot Recordings on Google as a Google Play. you should also give him a one-star and review. give me five-star reviews. No, give him a one. Because the studio is awesome. No, not really. It's very comfortable. Everything's fine. The couches are better now that I figured out how to use the footrest, but they're still not great. Yeah, Kenny bitched about yeah couches being shitty for like the first well, I mean, 20 minutes he was here. I have to sit here and record, and now you know my back hurts, and then you get moody because I'm not on my best game because my back hurts. But it's because you have these. Low, you still don't have these the laser footrests. These, these laser bro couches of yours. <laughs> My brother earlier was trying to tell us exactly what kind of couches they were, and they were lazy bro, lazy bros first. <laughs> lazy bros, then laser boys, then they were laser boys, <laughs> which, which is ironically the name of my new tag team, the laser <laughs> the, boys. The laser boys. Kenny just got uh, WWE 2016, and it's suddenly the laser boys. That's his new tag team. They look very similar to the Rockers, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels back in the day. Except they're just not, there's no Marty Jannetty at all. <laughs> just two Shawn Michaels? Yeah. Which makes it good. So, yeah. Uh, yeah give, don't forget, go to Camelot Recordings and give them a one-star review because they suck ass. Fuck giving me a one-star review, dude. This is a great studio. You just don't know how to use the equipment here. Whatever. Five-star reviews. Equipment works better at my recording. How does it work better at yours? It's just a different Because I have comfortable sitting. No, you don't. You have shitty little chairs. Actually, those chairs suck, too. Those chairs suck I ass. I chairs. Dude. Yeah, the chairs over hey, here are Hey, uh, if any of you listeners want to donate some chairs, <laughs> I'm in the chair getting game. Charity near and dear to my heart. What charity is near and dear to getting your heart? Getting me chairs. I thought it was powpaws.org. That's not near and dear to my heart. That's just for money making. Oh, wait, you can't say that shit, dude. If we're going to do I mean, I can't t- educate cats for free. It's not for money. And making, we need though. ammunition. Wait, why do we need ammunition? Uh, we te- how are you going to teach firearm safety to cats without ammo? 
You can teach them with weapons that don't have ammo in them. Well, that's the first day, but the second day, you got to start using live firing weapons. I think, honestly, if you're going to do pow paws, you need to be able to have like a week Dude, I am the face of pow paws. That's a bad face for pow paws. You don't look like a cat at all. And he's got his his paws held up next to his head right now. (laughs) Those are really his hands, but I'm calling him his paws. Now they're the paws. Now he's got them curled up like they're they're cat paws. Yeah, the powpaws.org. Um, powpaws.org, I think we should get a cat for the uh, face of powpaws.org, don't you? I mean, there's a cat on there, too, but there's also my face. Are you going to be lean, leaning to the side? Like It's an overlay. <laughs> my face is there's as gonna big as There's going to be a cat overlay of your face? No, my face is overlaid over the cat. Like, And you gave me a one-star review? I'm, gonna, I'm giving you lower than one-star review dude, on that website. You're, you're the executive manager of Papaws, so that still speaks poorly on you. No, dude. I need you to stop having terrible graphics. If you're going to have graphics dude, where your my, face is overlaid. My, my overlay is beautiful. It looks like I'm adoringly looking at all my little precious cats that have learned how to be my bodyguards. I mean, civilian. So the truth comes out that basically all you're looking for. <laughs> these these cats they're now so, like civilian minions. militia members, actually, is what they are. So the CMMs, the civilian militia members. <laughs> yes. The feline civilian militia members. Um, I, I don't really think that's the way Pal Paws was intended to go. I think when we first came oh, up I with this. I think it was. <laughs> you told me that you wanted to help cats to have more firearm safety. That's what run. I want. That's the goal. So that they don't shoot you when they're hanging out with you. No, like, so they shoot people I don't do, not me. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's safe. I, I just don't feel as though this is keeping with the actual. I mean, some cats that are going to need advanced training, too. I just don't think that this is. I need very, a heavy weapons cat. I don't think this is very in the spirit. We also need a sniper cat. We don't need a sniper. We cat. totally need a. We should get an Abyssian to do that. A what? An Abyssian. I don't even know what an Abyssian They're is. They're like those long cats with really short fur. They look kind of like Jack without spots. Jack is Kenny's cat. We're going to show you guys a picture of him at some point. He's a um, bingle. Kenny's very proud of this cat. Um, I'm not very proud of him anymore. He's destroyed almost all my property. Well, he's kind of fat now. He's got. He's not fat. He's a pretty fat cat, dude. He's muscular. He can still be fat, even if he's muscular. There are plenty of. He fat has a bit of a pooch, but I mean, that's not you know. He's fixed. There are plenty of fat bodybuilders out there, dude. Like really huge fat bodybuilders. So. Yes, there are. Like I'm not saying body weightlifters. Mm. I should say. Not yeah, I was saying bodybuilders. Weightlifters. I shouldn't have said bodybuilders. You should speak more clearly. You should shut your mouth. Fact check your ass. <laughs> You're gonna go on Snopes. <laughs> <laughs> are there fat bodybuilders? No, <laughs> not false. not good ones. <laughs> it's a neutral one. It's like true and false. Yes, there are some, but they're not very good bodybuilders. So yeah, uh, they're really count. They're amateurs. They're still starting out. They're uh, they're still they, trying to. They learn. tell their friends are bodybuilders, and nobody has the guts to laugh in their face because they think they'll kill themselves. I've met a couple of people that say they're bodybuilders, and I'm just like, really, really, like, like that's <laughs> you. You spend your time doing that because I mean, I can look at you and tell you're not very good. Are you building it, them out of Legos? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like Lego bodybuilding. I mean, that's different. Yeah, I. I, I don't that's know. like playing Operation and saying you're a surgeon. Like working out is one thing, <laughs> but bodybuilding, like actually, like anytime I see pictures of those chicks that have like the abs that are like bigger than any muscle on my body. Yeah, and like the the huge shoulders. No, there's something the on feminine. There's nothing wrong with a physically fit woman, but when but they start building on like Hulk muscles, that's it's gross. Exactly, it passes. <laughs> and sexy. More power to you if you want to do that, but just know that there's a whole class of men who are just going to be. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, there was that one chick who was a teacher, 
and she was training like to be in an uh, Iron Man something or other. First of all, and I'm not her- going. To any, I'm not dating anybody that paints themselves orange. <laughs> That's just stupid. If your head is a different color than your body, we can't be cool. Well, there was this one teacher who had this Instagram page where her oompa, shit was posted. Oompa, <laughs> doo, doo. If I paint myself orange, then I might get a blue ribbon too. That's so terrible, dude. You're not a good singer. Like, yeah, I'm all. not a very good freestyle you rapper rhyme. either. You don't rhyme very well. <laughs> not at all. very good oompa loompa. <laughs> so the chick who I'm talking about here, though, she had like these pictures of her like bodybuilding and shit like that, doing triathlons and shit. And these parents were all freaking out, going, "Well, you know, her 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 Instagram is very sexy and stuff like that. There ain't nothing sexy about that. There's folks. nothing fucking sexy about these mm. big bulging ass muscles. Like Kenny said, physically fit woman, that's fine. Don't don't have any problem at all with a woman who like you know gets to the gym, some abs even. Yeah, a nice. little bit of abs here and there. But, but when like, you start taking, like, muscle gainer <laughs> to try yeah, to bulk dude, when up. You, when you have, like, creatine in your fucking cabinets and shit like that, that's a problem. Yeah. there's not Unless, unless you have some sort of creatine deficiency. Yeah, weird. Um, uh, yeah, I just think it's it's over the top weird. Strange, even. I don't like tattoos between uh, chicks' boobs either. I, I don't mind trashy. that. I, 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 never mind. <laughs> we're going to go into too much detail way too fast there. Wow, dude. That's gross, <laughs> kitty. <laughs> I didn't say shit. You're gross. <laughs> I didn't say shit. Yeah, well, you thought about it, okay? Yeah. I saw that devious ass it. look on your face. <laughs> what the hell am I looking at? When does this happen in the movie? Now. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? We passed then. When? Just now. We're at now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. God does. So on these uh, these recent episodes, we've uh, apparently been talking about Kenny being kind of a vagrant when he was a child. I'm not a vagrant. Yeah, you were kind of a vagrant as a child. Whatever. So you were telling me uh, that you walked around Emory for three days when you should have been on a field trip. Yeah, I was on a. It was a weekend field trip, and I was supposed to be on an art thing for like an art fellowship for like fifty kids. An from, art fellowship. Yeah, like they sent fifty or sixty kids from local boys clubs around Atlanta to stay in a dorm. For the weekend, and you went to all these different programs and saw things from the different art professors in Emory University. Were you going to be drawing anything or anything like that? I don't know. I only made it to the first first exhibit. So what was the first exhibit about? It was this neat African dude who taught sculpting, and he had all these cool-ass pictures from Africa, like, like real Africa, like... Like, like, not the fake Africa we all know about. But like no, not like the some real, movie, real Africa. Like, like, people in, like, bazaars carrying shit on their heads and shit. Like, you know, National, like National Geographic yes, Africa. National Geographic Africa. <laughs> and that shit was fascinating. Plus, he had clay. So, I just kind of hung out there and then played basketball a lot in the gym. So, nobody noticed that you weren't hanging out with the tour group? It's the boys club, dude. It's a charity. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, like... And nowadays, if oh, yeah, they're child- worried about the one white kid there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly who they were but worried about. But nowadays, if one white child would have gotten lost, they'd have shut down the whole fucking like, school. Well, I don't think my parents you. even knew I went. So. Your parents didn't know you went to this art thing? I think I just, no. I don't think I, like, it was normal for me to, I wasn't at your house. So was, that's probably what they assumed. I was either at your house or Adam Morris's house. So they just assume. No, wait, this is middle school. I hadn't met y'all. I was going to say, you were in middle school. I was I was wondering why you'd be hanging out at my house. No, in middle the school. back then it was some other kids that I would <laughs> go hang out with. So you just basically dipped off from your parents for the weekend. 
Probably. Went to. I don't remember if they knew or not. If they did, they weren't very sure. I think they probably knew because they knew. As a matter of fact, I think like, like I moved rooms at one point in the dorm because like the other kids were like sissies, and I ended up getting moved into a room full of wrestling fan kids, and that worked out great because we immediately pulled the mattresses off the the bunk beds (laughs) and formed a ring, (laughs) and it was like being the only white kid or not, I was the biggest kid, so I was like Andre in the whole thing. So you're choke slamming kids. And there's like the athletic kid. He was like Hulk Hogan, like. Oh, yeah, we were all choke slamming and jumping. No, choke slams weren't really around back then. Like, it was pretty much basic moves back then. This is like, this is pre Undertaker. Oh, yeah. This is back when it was just basically this Hulk is still Hogan. Gimmick and Randy wrestling. Yes. Like, back when everybody now, there were, had to have a gimmick. There were lots of elbow drops off that top bar. <laughs> I mean, there was some Bam I was like Bam Bam, actually. Is probably who I, I don't was think like. you were like Bam Bam at all. I don't think you did any backflips whatsoever. Do you know how skinny poor kids are? Yeah. All right. My parents were just cheap. We weren't poor. <laughs> so they sent me to the boys club instead of like, well, I couldn't be trusted at home. <laughs> they were I can see you not being trusted at home. Like, yeah, I burnt but, the house down. So you burnt, well, I burnt the kitchen. I was about to say you burnt a house down. I don't remember that yeah, fucking story. I burned a hole in the linoleum kitchen. Hold on. Or, let's not, let's not get off on you burning a hole in the in linoleum. <laughs> well, so, I was trying to reenact a, a, a fire, a, 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 a Indians and cowboy scene. And the teepees I had on fire fell off the baking pan onto the floor. <laughs> so you set the fucking kitchen on fire trying to burn teepees because you're trying to burn the indigenous peoples out of their homes. I was representing the indigenous people. The cowboys were the bad guys. Well, you were the one who set the fire in the first place. The cowboys though. set the fire, not me. And the teepees were made out of socks and and, um, and pencils. <laughs> So were you cutting up socks and like stretching well, my them? My dad had brought home like two thousand pencils. So like, one of the things me and my brother would do for entertainment was just fuck up these pencils. <laughs> like I was so good at pencil fighting because of these pencils. Dude, pencil fighting was one of the stupidest fucking things we did as children. I hated pencil fighting. Dude, I was a I was a I was a world champion. Dude, pencil fighting was dumb. No matter what, I you was did. as good at pencil fighting as Tommy was at thumping. We had a friend named Tommy that could thump the a dent into the bottom of a Coke can. It he was uh, thumped a cactus once and the needle went through his finger. Yeah. He, it didn't even hurt him. It went through so fast. He thumped a guy one time and drew blood. Uh, it was really weird. Yeah. Um, so getting back, let's let's get back on track uh, So here. yeah, what are we talking about? So we're, we're back oh, in yeah, the Oh, yeah, I'm in the studio. dorm. So in the, the dorm, dorm was cool at night. Like, uh, it, that, And Emory's like an older school, so it was very... Uh, very much like Harry Potter, <laughs> even though Harry Potter was still like 15 years away from being written. But like the uh, ma- the the grand room they called it was where like you know everybody sat on couches and chilled. <coughs> Had like 20 foot ceilings and like library walls, so we would hang out there at night. But during the day, while kids are supposed to be going to their different courses, I would just go to the gym and play basketball with college students. <laughs> were there any other vagrant children that did the same thing? Oh as you? yeah, there were some kids who followed my lead. Like, all the kids from my chapter were like, what's Kenny doing over there? We, he's going to get into some stuff that we know is going to be more fun than the organized thing. So did all the wrestling kids come with you, basically? Yeah, that's his, that's why I got moved in the room. I knew them because they were they went to my club. <laughs> wow, dude. So, But I'm just putting this into context nowadays. Like, if my son would have gone to this thing and he would have gotten out of his own class and went off to do his own thing at a different class... We would have gotten a call. Christopher is not where he's supposed to be. You need to get in touch. They probably tried to call my parents. My parents were like, he's fine. (laughs) He knows Atlanta pretty well. Yeah, your parents did have that that whole thought of 
Eh, you'll be okay. We'll work it out. <laughs> yeah, he gets all moody when we stop him anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's a reason to stop parenting. And had my parents come all the way up there and found out that I was just in the gym playing basketball, <laughs> that would have been kind of anticlimactic. We were so worried. Well, you shouldn't have been worried. I was working on my three-pointer, man. It's like... But why are you working on your three-pointer? You have no future in basketball. You need to be I working no on... no future in, like, going to art school either. You probably had more future in art school than you did. I was probably did. just bored and wanted to go out to Emory for the weekend for free. Was it for free? Seriously? It's the boys club. It's the United Way. Everything's free. That's why my parents sent me there. Yeah, see, we didn't go to the United Way or anything like that, me and my brother. We basically... You don't go to the United Way. They're the charity that pays I mean, I know it's the boys club is what I meant to say. But like, yeah. You pay like $5 a month for kids to go to the boys club. Yeah. See, that would, that would have just been, like, way over the budget that we I mean, had they for have children like entertainment. pool tables and, like... Oh, I know what they had. I've seen it a couple times. I just never was a member. I mean, it was four poor kids. Why weren't you guys there? <laughs> Dude, growing up, I had the... Oh, because um, there were black kids there. Your dad probably was like, nope. More than likely, <laughs> unless my dad had uh, a special reason for us to be around black kids, we really weren't supposed See, to. See, my, my parents believed, ah, <laughs> we know how to make sure our kids don't come out racist. We're going to just immerse them in black culture. How, how did your parents immerse you in black culture? Both neighborhoods I grew up in, and we were the only white family. And they sent me to the boys club. Did you miss that whole story? Guess how many white kids were at the boys club? I still can't believe Me it. and that one fat kid. That tried that hard until one black kid got mad and ate him. And his fat jiggled so fast. It was funny. I remember him trying to beat me up for laughing at him. And I was like, oh, the other black kids are going to whip your ass. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean other black kids? Come on, honky. <laughs> Kenny lives under this delusion that at one point he was black. No, I wasn't black. I was just, you know, the hood fucks with me heavy. Yeah. I think it's a trans black <laughs> is the word that you've used before. Shh. Nigga, I'm pale. No, you're a white kid, dude. That's just straight up what white. it is. I, I'm not trying to throw any you're shade trying, on see, you. See, you are trying to throw shade. You're just too white to know what you're doing. <laughs> That's no, called no, throwing I'm shade. Just, no, I'm just asking like, how no, the you're shade fucks with you. How, how the hood You wouldn't understand because you. you are not hood at all. No, I'm not. I make no bones about the fact that I'm not hood. Ooh. I have no need to be hood. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, can't help you. I can't help you, man. You don't get to hear the fly mixtapes. <laughs> what fly mixtapes are you talking about? All I know is me and Scuzz are in a couple of rap videos. Are you? No, I'm not in any rap yep. videos. Well, we are. Well, awesome. What what sort of benefits has that brought to you? Uh, the hood fucks with me heavy. <laughs> it's my try. See, I told you, you just don't understand. <laughs> because I'm not in any rap videos. Correct. The hood doesn't fuck hey, with me. The hood does, definitely does not fuck with you heavy. Yeah, I can see that. I can see there being no hood fucking with me <laughs> at all. There's no crossover there for you. Whether it's heavy or not. So There's <laughs> not even any like medium weight fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, light, I know. Light heavyweight. I, I, once I escaped the hood, I was done with it. Why does it go from heavyweight to light heavyweight? Shouldn't there be a medium heavyweight in there? <laughs> I think it should be light heavyweight, then medium heavyweight, then heavyweight. Why, why is there even a light heavyweight? Why isn't that just medium? Couldn't it just be lightweight? <laughs> why isn't that just medium weight? I don't know. I've never gotten all the, the fucking yeah, boxing. Stupid. And now comes the part where I relieve you, the little people, of the burden of your failed and useless lives. But as my plastic surgeon always said, if you gotta go, go with the smile. <laughs> 
That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. This is about over, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming to Now That I'm Older. The force will be with you, always.